Do 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 do. Bam. Do 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 do. Wow. Do 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 do. We're rich. Hello, everybody. This is Jaden and Kendall. We welcome you back to our podcast, The Rich and Privileged. And on this podcast, we talk about the booming industries of this century and the businessmen that built those empires from the ground up. And today on the podcast, we have a very special guest, a man of contradictions. This man has ruined hundreds for the pursuit of power and profit. He had a near monopoly of the oil industry before retiring in 1895. Introducing Mr. John D. Rockefeller. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be here today with you all. Well, it's nice to have you here, Mr. Rockefeller, sir. Now then, where is it Where is it that you want me to start? How about you tell us about how you fell into the oil industry in the first place? Well, at a young age, I ventured out with my business partner as a commission merchant. We bought and sold products like hay, meats, and grains. And during just our first year of business, we made engrossed over $45,000. We were making a big profit. Then in the early 1860s, I saw there was an open opportunity in the oil industry up west. So three years later, I opened my first oil refinery, Standard Oil. After that business just grew on and on and on from that point on. Fascinating. Now, after blowing up the business totem pole, you started to gain more of a reputation. Not for your mathematical mind or for your great sense of business, but for your cutthroat attitude. Hi-ya! Indeed, critics proclaimed to the public on many unethical practices reform in order to knock the competition out of the running so you could run one of the biggest oil monopolies in the country. The New York Times even spoke about you, and they said, and I quote, accused of crushing out competition, getting rich on rebates from, from railroads, bribing men to spy on competing companies, making secret agreements, coercing rivals to join the Standard Oil Company under threats of being forced out of business and building up enormous fortunes to ruin others. So what do you have to say about those accusations? Okay, okay. Look, I'm a businessman, all right? What kind of businessman would I be if I didn't want my company to be the best of the best? Besides, it's not like I was part of any shady stuff. I just integrate more of a horizontal business model into... Wait, wait, wait. A what? A horizontal business model. Well, all it means is that I give other companies the opportunity to work together or to lose their jobs. I mean, it's harsh, but hey, the hey, how that's how the world works, right? No matter how big you are in life, there's someone that's bigger than you and more willing than you. That type of thinking is what kept and is still keeping my business going. I can see why you own 90% of oil refineries in the United States. Your high levels of determination, it makes sense for all you achieve this amazing accomplishment. It's commendable. Uh, yes, it is. And during my time working at the refinery, I tried to provide as many jobs for as many poor citizens or immigrants that are not able to get jobs. From building barrels for our oil or to scientists to testing new uses for oil, my company was able to help thousands of households worldwide. Sorry, Nick. Nationwide. That's okay, Mr. Rockefeller. That's true, but Mr. Rockefeller, don't you think you're cutting yourself way too short now? Even before retiring from Standard Oil, you were able to carry out many charitable acts during your reign of the company, especially your donations to the Baptist Church. Well, yes, I'm a very faithful man. I have been an active member of the Baptist Church for the majority of my life. So I try to give back to the community by donating to the churches and their causes. That's really not that big of a deal, though. Not that big of a deal? 
So the ladies and gents listening at home, Mr. Rockefeller, after retiring from such a long and promising career, took the money from his own two pockets and gave it back to the community and all its people. This man has helped fund money to educational, religious, scientific causes. Some of the charities or organizations that he has financed are the Rockefeller Institute of Medical Research, the Rockefeller Foundation, and general education boards like the University of Chicago, Harvard, and Spelman, just to name a few. <laughs> Shucks. To be honest, I was inspired by my fellow entrepreneur, Andrew Carnegie, who, was one, who is one of the richest businessmen I know, who take the, what they earn to help better cities and to help better the cities and the people's lives. Seeing him giving to those that need it in the community showed me the importance of philanthropy to the population. So I started to grow out and donate my money to other organizations to help. Now, like you said, I've been able to create new outlets where money can help the educational, educational, religious, and scientific aspects of a growing city. Isn't that grand? Our time with Mr. Rockefeller is coming to a close, though, and we only have time for one more question. So, after all of the sharing you've done with us of your own experiences and ideals, do you think you'd consider yourself a robber baron or a captain of industry? I mean, I personally would consider myself a captain of industry. Like, don't get me wrong. I've done some things in the past that were considered very harsh to get me where I am now. I mean, everyone has to at some point, right? But over time, I was able to point my company to the direction of social progression for the United States citizens. I was able to provide jobs to the public and donate through many charities, including the ones you listed. I mean, like, I may be a businessman on the outside, but I'm still a regular man on the inside. I care about bettering my environment and the people's lives in this environment. I'm the man with the funds and a heart to do something. About to get changes on the way. Well said, Rockefeller. Well said. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, look at that, guys. It's time for a commercial break. Do you like getting places fastly? Getting things done without having to lift a finger? Making money from just selling random products? Use the Continental Railroad. The new Continental Railroad connects the frontiers from the Atlantic and Pacific. It is helping companies nationwide by shipping goods from coast to coast. It is also helping people get places faster so it cuts time from long week trips to just a few days. Now back to the rich and privileged. Now, as you ladies know, I'm a very busy man. I may be retired now, but the Standard Oil Company has still has me do some duties. I do wish that I could stay and share one more with you, though. Oh, no, we completely understand. Thank you so much for stopping by. And we'll see you next time on The, the Rich and, and the Privileged, Privileged Podcast. Podcast.